0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors reaction podcast. I'm your host, William Lou. This episode, along with every episode of the Raptors over everything podcast is brought to you by our sponsor KFC. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors one twenty-one to one Oh two win over the Brooklyn Nets. And, um, you know, more than anything else, I, I just, I just gotta give a quick shout out to Kyle Lowry. Um, This guy is just like, and I mean this with lots and lots and lots of love, but Kyle Lowry is like a prime shit disturber. Uh, And basically, he disturbed the shit out of everyone in the Brooklyn Nets arena. Uh, Their fan base were extremely mad at him. Um, The players actually seemed pretty okay with him, to be honest. But Kyle Lowry just like changed the intensity of this game. And, you know, the Raptors, I mean, you look at the final scoreline, you're like, wow, they blew them out. Great game with the Raptors. But in reality, the Raptors were stuck in the mud to start the game. They were down 16 points midway through uh, the second quarter. And, you know, they picked up a defensive intensity before the offense came. But really, this game kind of just shifted when Kyle Lowry, you know, got into a tangle with Jared Allen, which, you know, admittedly, I, I thought it was it was a bit of a dangerous play by Kyle. It was, there was definitely some frustration led into it um you know he had a couple things didn't go his way um and he got called for a loose ball foul and stuff like that and and Jared Allen stared him down and you know at that point the Nets fans you know came to Allen's defense I mean to be honest Kyle didn't really have a chance of that rebound and kind of yanked at Allen's arm that's not really cool but it seemed to really change the energy of that game you know fans started chanting at Kyle and Kyle was like you know what screw all you guys We're going to win this game. At that point, I think Kyle was like maybe 2 of 10 or maybe 2 of 12. Wasn't shooting that efficiently. Didn't finish the game shooting that efficiently. But the funny thing with Kyle is that he made six shots tonight and scored 26 points. Uh, Thanks in large part to the fact that he hit five threes uh, and uh, nine of 10 from the free throw line. Um, But it was just one of those games where his intensity just like, you know, kind of just permeated over the rest of the Raptors. Like the Raptors... In the second half, um, crushed the Nets. You know, they they actually the Raptors were trailing by 16. Um, you know, and, and it looked like this game could have spawned out of control at one point. But the Raptors uh, responded and closed the first half with a 12 nothing run that, that changed the uh, the gap to only four points. And then from that point in the second half, the Raptors won the second half, 73 to 50. Uh, they just crushed the Nets in the second half. And a lot of that was just Kyle Lier, basically antagonizing the crowd, antagonizing everybody there, and just hitting a whole bunch of shots. You know, he was really into this game. I love on, you know, it's it's what Matt Devlin calls don't poke the bear. Like when Kyle Lier gets poked and he's provoked and um, usually he's having a bad game and it just completely changes. Like in the second half, Kyle was awesome, um, you know, hitting pull-up threes, uh, you know, talking smack to the crowd. Basically did the Joel Embiid airplane, down the length of the floor uh which you know i I thoroughly enjoyed um you know even in the post game he was still hot you know he was talking about how you know what my mentality on the road is just f these guys (laughs) we're gonna come win this game uh and and yeah that's exactly what happened you know that's exactly what happened kyle um was great especially great in the second half his antics were really good but honestly it was just a good team for the raptors overall like the nets i'm not gonna you know Castle of the Nets too much, so not that good. Um, you know, they're under 500. they They're banged up. Kyrie really only played, like, you know, five or six games this year. It really feels like he hasn't played at all. KD, you know, has obviously, you know, sat out the season because he's recovering. And, you know, the Nets have been shorthanded. They didn't even have uh, Karis LeVert, who did return tonight. It was actually pretty good for them off the bench uh, with 13 points, 16 minutes. At one point, he had back-to-back threes, and it was like, oh, man, I forgot about Karis LeVert. The guy's pretty nice. Uh, so he finally got they finally got him back, but the Nets were on a four game losing streak. That that streak is now five. They're under five hundred. Um, so you know, I, I don't want to say that this is a very difficult opponent. The, the Nets certainly are shorthanded as well. Arguably more shorthanded than the Raptors, and and they've been in a funk. But um, you know, the Raptors. Uh, I thought it was still impressive the way they played. Um, you know, the unique thing about this game is that the Raptors actually won this game on the possession battle which is very rare uh there's a lot of games where the raptors lose the possession battle uh i remember this is like super way back in early in the season now but in that game against the celtics where they lost um i think it was the second game of the year the celtics shot like 25 or 26 more shots on the raptors and that's kind of why the raptors lost it was a pretty close game at that point as well um And there's just been a couple of instances. You know, the Raptors are not, generally speaking, a team that goes after offensive rebounds. They're not a team that, um, you know, just generally wins the possession battle that much. But today, there's a huge difference, right? Because the Raptors took 97 field goal attempts, and the Nets only took 67 field goal attempts. That's an additional 30 field goal attempts that the Raptors were able to attempt. And that alone, just a sheer volume, an additional 30 shots. Was what got the Raptors over the top. Um, Offensively, the Raptors were good. The numbers sort of uh, crept back to good as the game went on. Um, You know, but their percentages were pretty low for the most part early in the game. Second half, obviously, when you score seventy three points, your offense is gonna, you know, the the percentages are gonna rehab themselves. But uh, the Raptors were kind of low percentages across the board. But they just kept winning the possession battle. Um, You know, offensive rebounds, for example. The Raptors out the Nets 15-6 in offensive rebounds. So that's an additional nine offensive rebounds, and there's possessions that you have just won for yourself. You know, Serge Ibaka with five offensive rebounds. Oh, Chris Boucher with six offensive rebounds. I love Boucher's energy tonight. Uh, even Ronda getting in there with two offensive rebounds. TD comes in with one. OG comes in with another one. And that's rare for a team like the Nets, who, you know, it's not like they're... Um, they're not a dominant rebounding team by any means, but at the same time, they do have a guy like DeAndre Jordan off the bench. They have Jared Allen, you know, in the starting lineup. They have, honestly, the, the Nets with the way the Raptors are heard right now. The Nets have more size than the Raptors do, and so and they're at home. So you would think that they would have more energy and, and just straight up more length to get more rebounds. But the Raptors really made a concerted effort to attack the glass. It's rare too, because you know the Raptors, generally speaking, they they. Uh, they prefer to get back on defense. They prioritize transition defense more than they do with offensive rebounds and chasing putbacks and stuff like that. But today, with the offense being stuck in the mud, especially here in the game, the Raptors really, really made an effort to attack. And I like the way Serge went in there. I like the way Chris Boucher went in there. The Nets also played a lot of zone. So you're going to give up a couple of loose, uh, you're just going to lose a couple of rebounds that way just because you're not playing man to man. You don't exactly know when to box out, who to box out. You're not touching a body when uh, the shot goes up half the time so um, the Raptors were able to at least get in there and get a couple of offensive rebounds to a, a smaller a smaller degree against the Heat as well but um you know they won the possession battle and also the Nets committed 24 turnovers to just seven for the Raptors so again that's plus 17 in just turnovers and you combine those two things together that's why the Raptors got so many more shots up and it's not like the Raptors shot an amazing percentage, you know. Like for most of the game, they were hovering in the you know the low 40s, which is not good. They were shooting in the 30s for three, um, and even they were even like you know they were shooting like I don't know like 60 something percent from from the free throw line. They were not shooting that great. Offensively, it didn't it wasn't clicking on all cylinders. It's just they they got a lot more possessions, and it was nice to see the Raptors change up the game plan a little bit. Uh, it's, it's it's nice to see the nurse adapt. Uh, just on a more nerdy and granular level, uh, I like the way the Raptors approached the zone. Uh, if you heard the last podcast that I did uh, after the Raptors uh, lost the Heat, well, hey, I, I promised the Raptors are going to hit 20 threes. That did not happen to hit 13. But you know what? The Raptors did hit 40.6% of the threes, which uh, if they did anywhere close to that against uh, the Heat the other night, they would have won that game. Um, But at least, you know, the three-point shooting regress was just kind of my point. I really thought that, you know, they're a pretty good three-point shooting team. They're going to get good looks and, uh, you know, they got good shooters that they're going to start making shots and that happened tonight. Um, But also, uh, I talked a lot extensively in that last podcast just about, um, you know, the way the Raptors are equipped to play against the zone. And, you know, uh, I I told in that podcast that, you know what, the Nets are going to play zone. The Nets play a lot of zone. They probably just saw, I mean, they have advanced scouts. They go out, they see the Raptors. Huh? wow, they just got crushed by the Heat zone, the 2-3 zone, the exact same 2-3 zone that we play. Let's try to play more of that against the Raptors and see what happens. And I think Nurse had his team prepared. I think um, you saw more counters today uh, against the Nets zone as compared to what the Raptors did against the Heat zone. The Raptors... Did some good things against the Heat Zone in the sense that they got the ball into the middle of the floor. That guy in the middle was able to make a move and attack and, and just make just make a play. Um, but you know it, it was kind of the same thing over and over again. And for the most part, the Raptors weren't getting any shots at the rim, and they're mostly getting three pointers that they were missing, like just you know in 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 sheer abundance. Um, but today, I thought they mixed it up a little bit. Even the first quarter, like the Nets that are playing Zone usually with their bench so that Deion Jordan doesn't have to move on defense. <laughs> he can just sit there. Um, but, you know, the Raptors came out prepared. Like, one of the first possessions against the zone, they got Rondé uh, in between the defenders, caught the pass. Rondé was on the baseline, drew a second defender, dished it off to Serge, who, who went in for a layup. That was nice to see a little big-to-big passing action there, just sort of getting between the defenders. And then also, a couple of possessions after that, Uh, Kyle Lowry I think was running an action on one side of the floor and on the other side McCaw intuitively went to go set a back screen for Fred Van Vliet and Lowry was able to reverse the ball back to Fred and uh, Van Vliet was able to get a wide open three because McCaw had set this blind pick on this Nets defender who just completely got erased from the play and Fred got an open three and you know these adjustments were just nice. Like the Raptors were getting really good shots, and the Nets kind of quickly abandoned the zone. They didn't play that much of it. They went back to it for like one or two possessions here or there in the fourth quarter. But at that point, the Raptors were rolling so much that it didn't really matter. Um, but it was just nice to see. But also, like as Kyle Lowry said after the game, <laughs> uh, sometimes the solution to the zone is what they were doing against the Heat, which was uh, you know shoot threes, and uh, the Raptors tonight shot a much better percentage from three, like I mentioned, 40.6% as compared to 14% against the Heat. That made a huge difference. And so um, it, was, it was just nice to see. But, you know, again, I, I've, I've said the Raptors, as a team, you know, they have the coaching staff to solve a zone. They have the players to solve a zone. that the personnel to shoot their way out of a zone and to execute and pass throughout a zone. So the zone defenses shouldn't usually work that well against the Raptors. And so I think they kind of uh, rebounded and had a more regular night tonight. Uh, against Brooklyn one other guy that I I really wanted to highlight um was Fred Van Leet. he was sensational in the third quarter in the first half you know I I write notes and stuff as the game goes on um mostly so I can write 10 things and also do this podcast uh and most of my notes in the first half about Fred were pretty negative um you know it was just he was missing a couple of makeable shots and um you know it's just I don't know, man. There's just something about Fred where when he misses shots, you're so discouraged. You're like, man, can he ever make a shot? You know, because he looks just super small. He's, he's he's throwing up these wild, erratic layups. They're not really going anywhere. And, um, you know, it, it's just a concern. But third quarter, man, Fred was, like, sensational. Like, it's incredible performance. Like, he had 14 points in the third quarter there with three assists. One of those was a dish to OG cutting back door. Um, For a dunk, uh, you know, the Nets, for the most part, they they dropped the centers back. So they put Allen deep into the paint. They put, uh, well, they don't even put DeAndre Jordan refuses to leave the paint. Uh, and so, you know, there's an opportunity there for the Raptors guards to step into that pull-up three. And that even the mid-range area is open, too, especially that mid-range area is actually open. Um, off the high screen, off the pick-and-roll. And, you know, Fred just took that chance, took that opportunity, and just punished the nets uh when he went inside you know results were mixed uh generally speaking if was a room protector around fred was throwing up a brick but you know off the high screen pull up in control in the mid-range area from three whatever fred had all that going on um and it really just kind of sparked the raptors offensively because again you know first half they just weren't generating um i don't know it just didn't look as smooth um but yeah in the the second in the second half you know fred really turned it on it kind of sort of picked up the offensive energy for the team as a whole fred also played a little bit quicker which is always nice to see for fred he generally speaking plays kind of slow especially as compared to kyle and you know when you're a smaller guy you got to play quick you got to be just in there and, and opportunistic and especially when the defense is recovering that's probably fred's best chance to score especially once he wants when he wants to drive to the rim he had a nice driving and one layup in transition over, I think, uh, Rodion's Kuruks who is truly a bad man. I don't can't believe he's playing basketball. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, Fred really picked it up for the team, and he was so into it. Fred had a massive block on Karis Lavert, where he was the I think maybe third defender in the play. But Lavert was going to go up for a power, you know, power finish, either a layup, probably probably a layup, but may, maybe even potentially a dunk. But Fred came over, swatted the ball right out of his hands. It was a pretty emphatic block for a guy who, like Fred, who just generally speaking doesn't block a lot of shots. I know the other night he, I think against OKC, maybe he had four, he was credited for four blocks. Uh, that's a little suspect. I think some of those were steals, not blocks. But nevertheless, Fred is not really a typical shot blocker by any means, uh, even by point guard standards. But. That was a hell of a block. I, I got to say, I was not expecting Fred to come in with that block. And it's just his energy overall. Was, it was different, you know, um, in the fourth quarter there. Uh, this is the KFC bucket of the game, by the way. But, you know, Fred, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Ronde drives one on four <laughs> and um, commits a turnover, which throws off the floor bounds, uh you know, just terribly. The Nets are able to get on transition. And Joe Harris, who is a lethal three point shooter, recalled that he beat Steph Curry in the three point shooting contest last year. And he was just one of the league's most prolific three point shooters and also made team USA weirdly enough. But that was obviously a very weird year for team USA. Um, but yeah, you know, Joe Harris gets a wide open look from three and he misses it. The Raptors go the other way and Kyle fakes out the defender, swings it over to Fred who again has courage closing out on him and Fred, you know, draws a three right in his eye. And that was a huge, huge swing because if, if, uh, if um what's his name harris hit the three then there would have been a six point game and you know with three minutes left it's anyone's game whereas you know instead he misses and the raptors hit a three and it's a 12 point game with three minutes left and at that point you're kind of like pretty comfortable so uh that was a big big shift uh again it speaks to fred's just like uh, ability to hit shots in the clutch he just really is great at that and so that's your KFC bucket of the game. And, and as a reminder, the Raptors Everything podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken. So watch the team get buckets with a side of buckets like original recipe, popcorn chicken tenders, or hot wings. Order at KFC.ca and get buckets before tip-off. Uh, and then the other guy, really, that I really wanted to talk about uh, was was Ronde, who uh, went up against his former team much better tonight. Uh, as compared to his first uh, reunion with his uh, former club. Um, <laughs> in that first game, where the Raptors also beat the Nets, you know, pretty comfortably. But um, in that game, Ronde came in. I think he hit th- he shot three jumpers in the first five minutes, committed some ter- silly turnovers. You know, he's prone to making a silly play here and there. And uh, yeah, Nick Nurse was like, nah, that's it, man. You're benched. <laughs> and I- I'm sure it must have felt bad because I know Ronde wanted to get at his former team. So he has another chance to do it tonight, this time in Brooklyn, close to his hometown. You know, Brooklyn's pretty close to Jersey. Um, And Rondé had also been – it was also celebrating his birthday over the weekend. Uh, He was – I believe he turned 25. Um, And so, you know, he was much, much, much better tonight. Uh, You look at it across the board. You know he, he, there's something about Rondé where I don't understand how he finds new ways to miss layups, like just open shots, dunks. I I don't know. Sometimes you would think a dunk is a surefire point, but you know Rondé somehow makes it not a point. Uh, His finishing on the rim is definitely lackluster, and anyone who watched the Nets in recent years had known that. But uh, he just makes so many hustle plays and so much so much energy, and it just picked up the team as a whole. Like. I was looking at it. The Raptors weren't really making a lot of deflections early in the game. You know, to start the game for six minutes, the starting unit was a little sluggish. I'm not going to lie. The Nets were getting some open threes. They got an early lead because of that. When the bench came in, Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, Chris Boucher in particular, those two guys changed it immediately. Immediately, started, the Nets started to turn the ball over. And Rondé, his hustle, I mean, it was just really contagious. It really set the tone for them on the defensive end. He got six. Uh, he got four steals tonight. And, you know, the rest of the stat line, whatever, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, not a big deal. 5 of 13, missed the corner, 3 as well, 26 minutes. I mean, it is what it is. It could be better. But at the same time, you know, uh, I just like the, the the hustle that he played with. I like the intensity that he played with. Uh, Nurse definitely liked it as well because he closed the game a lot with Rondé in the fourth quarter. And, you know, so much so that Rondé was even given, like, possessions at the end of the game, like, 2-3 minutes left when the you know, Raptors were comfortably in the lead and, and, and home and hosed, as they say. In FIFA, um, you know, Rondé was given a bunch of possessions on a row to just, like, isolate an attack, which is rare. That's not the Raptors' defense, especially not in crunch time. But you can also see where Nurse is coming from. He, you know, it, it's the day after his birthday. It's against his former team. The Raptors had to win the bag. He played a big part in that. Give him a couple possessions to go out the defense. And I love I love seeing it. Rondé, you know, he hit a really acrobatic layup, hit another turnaround jumper, you know. Uh, and it, it was great to see him, you know, go off against his former team. He was a game-high plus 21 in 26 minutes. That goes to show sort of how important he was in terms of just, like, uh, when he was on the floor, a lot of good things were happening for Raptors. And he was really involved, especially defensively. Um, and, you know, it's... It's always also nice to see, like, just how beloved some of these guys are, the the bonds that some of these guys have. You know, Rondé uh, was a really, really well-liked guy in Brooklyn. Um, You know, I think really the only thing, when I think of last year's Nets, the 2018-2019 Brooklyn Nets, I think about... Uh, the bench celebrations that they were doing um you know they definitely had the most hype bench celebrations in the league i'm sure you have seen it they've been, they've been they've been dubbed all over and randy was a big part of all of that you know like and i was really looking forward to some of those on the raptors we've seen it more on the on the court actually when he you know hits a shot and then he does the tiger Woods fist pump or something like that he's he's a pretty um uh, expressive guy energetic for sure but yeah i mean you know he was uh he was really beloved and you could tell because after the game uh, final buzzer sounds and like every single nets guy you know player coaches like that all came over to greet ronde you know it's was, it was just nice to see you know he's a popular guy there i mean they let him go so they, he wasn't that popular but uh whatever ronde got his revenge so that was nice to see and then really the only other rotation note to note is that um well actually two things one uh it looks like serge might have picked up a small injury uh, i'm not quite sure what happened it looked like he was just jumping up for a rebound, and then he asked to come out of the game. It was very late in the game, so it could have been precautionary. Kind of the same thing happened with Fred, where he was pushing the ball up in transition, and uh, he basically just kind of got um, Joe Harris was in the way in transition. was trying to avoid the foul, actually. Kind of was, uh, you know, stepped basically just stopped and, and, and uh, you know, wasn't really trying to, like, bump Fred. If anything, he was trying to avoid Fred, but, uh, you know, Fred kind of clipped him a little bit. And Fred was actually able to, you know, make the hit-ahead pass and, and get it to Surge, who who was able to uh, to finish the uh, the and-one possession there. But, uh, yeah, Fred also has to come out of the game. And, you know, both of those guys, they walked off on the own core. They seemed okay, but, you know, hopefully, you know, everything's uh, – I don't know, man. I'm just real leery. Obviously, the Raptors are real shorthanded right now. Um, you know, Nurse talked after the game, uh, you know, according to Eric Corrine of The Athletic. Nurse believes that Ibaka tweaked his ankle. I felt a bit of tightness in, in the leg muscle and uh, didn't want to push anymore, but he doesn't really believe either that it's serious. Uh, I really, really hope not because the Raptors are already so shorthanded. They, they need all their guys back. They cannot afford to lose any more guys. Um, but even just watching the game, it just seemed like they checked out of the game because it was mad late um, and the game was already uh, secured. So that, and then the other thing is, you know, our man, Stanley Johnson who, if you listen to the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show, which you should definitely do that, comes out every Friday. You can call in 3.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch live on Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. Um, but, you know, we have a recurring segment featuring Stanley on that show, which is uh, Stanley's recommendations. Um, but, yo, man, Stanley, he got to run tonight. He got eight minutes. And uh, Nick Nurse, first half, gave Stanley Johnson uh, an extended look. Said, you know, go out there and see what you can do. I mean, unfortunately, Matt has zero points, uh, 0-4 from the field, 0-3 from the three-point line. Definitely three-point shooting is not Stanley's uh, forte. Um, his It's not as bad as Rondé, but the, the the ball comes out of his hands sort of more radically, and it just, there's not a consistent trajectory to the jumper, and you can tell he's not really comfortable shooting the ball. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, in terms of positives, I mean, he was able to at least get a couple of rebounds. He got three rebounds, you know, played pretty decent defensively. I, I don't have any complaints. And the energy was there, up to par. But, you know, Nurse in the second half took away those minutes from Stan. They gave it to O'Shea Brissett instead. And O'Shea was just much more impactful, I thought. Um, you know, in nine minutes, Boucher, uh, you know, Brissett gives you six points. Uh, it gives you a steal. He's a plus eight in nine minutes, uh, you know, I don't know. There's something about like playing without the basketball. It's hard to be aggressive. But O'Shea has this kind of ability to just make hustle plays. Like he's just in the right spots. He's playing hard. He's running down the floor first in transition. He's going hard to the basket. Um he's drawing contact. You know, he's contesting rebounds, stuff like that. He moves his feet better defensively, I think, than Stanley does. And it's just, you know, O'Shea's kind of ahead of Stanley, which is unfortunate. You know, Stanley uh is more a more established player. He's a former lottery pick. Uh, you know, he got a two-year deal. O'Shea's on a, a two-way. It's, it's just different. But, I mean, at the same time, O'Shea kind of outplaying him right now. So, I, I like that nurse. Uh, gave a fair shot to both those guys. I mean, like, you know, you got to give Stanley a chance at least to come up in the rotation. But if you compare what Stanley did in his eight minutes, which weren't bad necessarily, but they were just not as good as O'Shea's nine minutes. And so, um, you know, I'm sure... This alone won't determine how Nick sees the situation moving forward. But, um, you know, it was just interesting to see Nick give a, both those guys a fair shot. I mean, I think it's fair. You give those guys both a look, and whoever, over time, uh, looks better will consistently get that slot. So, in terms of your three stars, uh, first star, I'm giving that to Fred Van Vliet. 29 points, four rebounds, 11 assists, a block, an emphatic block on uh, Karis Levert. Go look that up. Uh, and only one turnover. In 36 minutes, 11 of 19 shooting from the field, 5 of 8 from deep. Weirdly enough, 2 of 5 from the free throw line. He's usually money from there. But, I mean, hey, this is a really, really good Fred Van Vliet game. Um, and you love to see it. You really do. Uh, you know, Fred, he's just one of those guys that gets better as the game goes on. And, uh, you know, that heat game, whatever, everyone was bad. Fred was definitely bad in that game. But he bounced back in a major way. Um, 29 points. Really, really good. Um, and, yeah, the 11 assists is also quite nice. I mean, when you look at it, the Raptors only had 21 assists as a team. Their assists has dropped overall because, uh, well, I mean, Pascal is not really there to finish a lot of plays and create plays. Uh, Mark is also a guy who assists a lot. But also it's because the point guards are having to create so much offense for themselves that they're not really you know, finding other people as much. But, yeah, 11 assists for Fred is uh, really impressive. You know, you know the, the driving kicks, the two-man game with Kyle Lowry uh finding a inside finding OG and they'll be cutting finding McCaw who actually had a pretty nice first quarter uh Fred was great tonight man really really good and hopefully you know he's fine the Raptors have two more off days before uh, right after this so uh they'll have some time to rest finally <laughs> catch their breath in the schedule and uh you know hopefully heal up a little bit second stag with that to Kyle Lowry, 26 points four rebounds five assists two steals a block plus 17 in 43 minutes um Again, it's his stat line looks hilarious, man. 6 of 19 from the field is not efficient. But then you look at it, 5 of 12 from 3, which is very good. 9 of 10 for the free throw line, very good. Uh, and, you know, in the end product, you got 26 points, which is pretty damn good. And also all the antagonizing of the crowd, stuff like that. Uh, just, like, um, just like how much – he's just a shit disturber, man. He really is. He just he – just, he really, really disturbed him that, that shit tonight. Uh, and then the third star, I'm giving that to Rondé. Uh, Ten points, five rebounds, two assists, four steals, twenty-six minutes. Really acted defensively. Gave great effort. Great gave great intensity. And again, you know, just shout out to the guy, man. A, happy birthday, and B, uh, you know, you always want to get back at your former employer, and and I think Rondé did a good job with that tonight. So, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, uh, I'm gonna have to go to Joe Harris. Was really really good tonight, man. Um, Eighteen points. In thirty one minutes, four or six from the field, three or five from deep, seven eight from the free throw line. He's not a guy that gets a lot of free throws, but the one thing the Raptors did I'm not really gonna complain about the defensive effort when they only give up 102 points on the road and force twenty-four turnovers, but but the one thing the Raptors did kind of do a poor job of was on their closeouts. They just kept flying by people, uh, or just like running out of control and guys were able to drive pass. And Joe Harris was doing a really good job of coming off, catching the ball, making a quick move. And just like driving past, or either that, or just shooting the three, and that's how he got all those free throw attempts. Uh, he also got a, just got fouled a, a weirdly a, a, a twice in the fourth quarter there. That got to some more when uh, the Raptors are in the bonus over that. But uh, yeah, Joe Harris is just really good at creating offense tonight, and also the five assists, really efficient. I mean, he didn't touch the ball that much, but he kept the ball moving. He kept moving, and uh, it was a good night for him. So, congrats to Joe Harris. Who, who honestly, he really does look a lot like Jv. It's it's a little freaky how much they look alike, um, but um, yeah. Overall, the Raptors they get a 19 point win on the road. They finally, finally, finally get some time off. Two nights where they can just come home to Toronto, just relax, chill, maybe go to practice, work on a couple of things, uh, and and hope make sure everyone's healthy. Um, but it was a good result. It's great to get a win on the road. Raptors are now 24 and 12. Last year at this time, they were 26 and 12. So somehow, despite all these freaking injuries uh, and also losing a superstar in Kawhi Leonard and also a really good starter, in Danny Green, they're only, two, they're only one game back of last year's pace, which is unbelievable, really. And it's a testament to Nick Nurse and the way he's uh, coached the team. It's a testament to all the players on the roster who have really uh, continued and persevered and just sort of just taken this whole championship spirit thing and just run with it, man. These guys, they play so hard. They play... Uh, with such intensity, they play, play together as a team, they defend every single night, and uh, it's a joy to watch them. So, thank you to the Raptors. Seriously, thank you to the Raptors for keeping us entertained for most of the season. So, um, yeah, thanks to the Raptors. Thanks to everyone for listening. Um, you, you know, you can, uh, I mean, if you don't know by now, you can watch the thing on YouTube. You can watch me play with my hair like 14 times per episode because I never just stay still. Um and you know, you can uh, write review and subscribe to the podcast and thanks to the sponsor KFC. And I'll be back next week. Hey folks,
0: I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues